Welcome back to The One Where I Met Your Mother, a podcast about friends and how I met your mother usually. I'm David. And I'm his wife, Natalie. Yeah. <laughs> I only do this when we have a mystery diner. Of course, Diane. because that is... We've talked about that before, like last season. That's a weird like thing about mystery diners is whenever... A, yeah, Whenever the restaurant is owned by a couple, they're yeah. always introduced like, I'm so-and-so, and I'm his wife so-and-so, always. Yeah. yeah, but weirdly, not the two episodes we watched so far this season. Because they weren't owned by married couples. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They were just owned by... A random dude. Well, one uh, a random dude, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> a guy this, this week. Two guys last week. Wow. I'm not sure how much the mics are picking that up, but... Uh, <laughs> Four alarm fire outside, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, let's uh, jump right in because we're pressed for time, um, right? Yeah. Because you and I, we have places to be, and also we are living amongst chaos. <laughs> yeah, and we might have gotten in a bit of a fight. No, we didn't. <laughs> this is fine. Everything is fine. This is what happens when a show is mar- uh, hosted by a married couple. Yeah. Yeah. A podcaster and his wife. Yeah. <laughs> No, uh, this podcast, if you don't know, usually we watch an episode of Friends and an episode of How I Met Your Mother. Um, we, uh, um, what, what did you just show me? Oh, my uh, mom's calling. Oh, okay. But I'm <laughs> um, uh, this episode is Bad chaos. <laughs> All right. But uh, there's more Friends episodes than our How I Met Your Mother episodes uh, in any given season and in number of seasons. So right, today we're talking about Friends, season two, episode 24, uh, the one with Barry and Mindy's wedding. Yeah. Or is it Mindy? Yeah, it's Barry and Mindy. Barry and Mindy's wedding. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, normally we would then talk about How I Met Your Mother, but there's no season two, episode 24 of How I Met Your Mother. There's right. only 22 episodes. Right. So we are going to later be discussing Mystery Diner, season five, episode nine, Mascot Mayhem. Yes. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. After later. everything else. First, let's just jump into the season two finale. All right. Of Friends. Season two, episode 24, episode 24, the one with Barry and Mindy's wedding. So once again, perk, perk opening, perk opening. We start at the perk. Joey just came from a, an audition where, uh, his character, it was weird that they didn't say, Oh, I'm auditioning to play a gay guy. Yeah. He's like, I'm auditioning to play a guy who gets kissed by another guy. Yeah. So like, I don't, you were talking about how this show at the time was given like glad awards yeah. and, th- and stuff like I'm, I'm trying to see from like a 1996 point of view, like this isn't an episode of Joey going like, Oh gross. I'm not going to do that. Other guys are doing that. They are like the <laughs> show is basically doing that. But like, I'm, I'm just saying like through a mainstream 1996 lens, this probably seemed progressive. And maybe because like, uh, like Monica is like, What's wrong with that? You know, like, I feel like the characters that we identify most with that aren't, like, a joke are, <laughs> like, fine with it. And, like, what's the problem? You know? You mean Monica and Rachel? Yeah. 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 Yeah, everyone else seems to have a problem. But Joey doesn't have a problem with it, is the thing. Yeah. He has a problem with the fact that the director, Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty. Um thought he was a bad kisser that's what he's a problem he doesn't have a problem with kissing a guy yeah. but it's all but what i'm saying is it's also weird to step back and say the writers didn't want to commit to joey auditioning to play a gay guy like even in them but they're right. like trying to be progressive by today's standards right. they were like we're not we're not going to go so far as to have him play a gay guy he gets kissed by another guy that's yeah. mo- like a completely passive voice yeah no mention of homosexuality at all right. just another guy right anyway 
weird conversation. Um, but I do like Joey's eagerness to, to, to get this right, to, to yeah. figure out how to kiss a guy. But he's, I mean, I guess if he's being kissed, he wouldn't have to know how to, I mean, there's like, if you know how to kiss someone, you know how to kiss someone. It's like the most absurd yeah. premise. Yeah. It's just to get a whole, uh, just a whole episode of gay panic. Yeah. At least it's not the A story, but it's yeah. a story we are, uh, 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 introduced to first. Um, uh, funny that Warren Beatty is the director because just last weekend I saw Warren Beatty in person. I was at the TCM Classic Film ah. Festival as we talked about and he presented Leonard Moulton with this year's annual Robert Osborne Award. Um, and uh, yeah, so I had just... Uh, Warren, Bra- Warren Beatty's fresh in my mind. So then we get a uh, weird like... Ska music interstitial, which they, I've, they've done before, right? <laughs> yeah, but they're like, going back to their season one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like uh, uh, Ska. Um, uh, Joey's still trying to kiss guys. Um, or no, first he's like, uh, let me kiss one of you yeah. women to see if I'm a good kisser. And of kisser. course, Phoebe, Phoebe volunteers. Yeah, because, and she says, we kissed before. Yeah. And that's like, a, that's that's fun that they yeah. are keeping up that continuity of yeah. the, because they kissed when uh, she was With pretending Ursula. to be Ursula. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, okay. Uh, but then the other story, the main story, it's Barry and Mindy's wedding and Rachel has agreed to attend her friend Mindy's wedding, even though it's weird that it's, Mindy's recast that it's well yeah we'll get to that in a second actually yeah because uh, we didn't we don't see her till later in the episode and I kept expecting Jennifer Grey to show up yeah um but it's so it's Mindy is marrying Barry whom Rachel left at the altar in the pilot and apparently like at the same venue <laughs> yeah there's only That's, one venue in upstate whatever wherever they're do you from? think Barry like got some sort of deal by like yeah, like he got some money back, and he's yeah. like, if you have another wedding within two years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's probably uh, what And I, it's not like, they're rich people, and this is not like a beautiful venue. Yeah, but rich people don't get rich by uh, yeah. spending money left and right. Yeah. Uh, hold on to it. Um, but Rachel's uh, bridesmaid's dress is is ridiculous. She that looks like the, a child's like, doll. The main joke of the episode. Yeah, that she's wearing this bright pink dress with a very embarrassing like Sequins. ribbon in the second in it's the, like in the, yeah it's a very um like a sequined brooch i mean okay. it's not a brooch it's like a um like it's like an emblaze no what is it embossed embroidered embroidered i don't know Anyway, it's the ugliest it's dress. It's very, very bad. Yeah. They know it's ugly. Um, and there's a hat that goes with it, as we see later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chandler says something about, like, we don't know where your sheep are. That's funny. Um, uh, speaking of Chandler, he is, and also speaking of, like, 1996. Yes. Uh, he is, uh, has struck up a relationship with someone he has met online and is, and is chatting yeah. with, with her. To which Monica calls him a geek. Because, yeah. like, only geeks, like, yeah. go on the internet. Which is now, that's just, like, how everybody that's meets just everybody. That's how everyone talks, <laughs> communicates. Um, uh, yeah, so that's, his whole storyline is... Uh, um, He's like a tech bro. He's like an early tech bro. Yeah, uh, we get to see the return of his little laptop. Yeah. The little laptop that he wrote the list on. Yeah. 
uh, is is back, and that's what he's using. Is he had it hooked up to a printer? I don't know if he's printing the chats to uh, yeah <laughs> to for posterity. Yeah. Um, but he's chatting, and he's he's over the moon uh, 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 about that. Um, also, he is it him? Someone calls. Uh, I think it is Chandler calls Rachel Princess Bubble Yum, mm-hmm. which is so funny that it's so close to Princess Bubblegum from I Adventure that Time. Too, yeah, um, and I was like, I wonder if this is where uh, what's his name Ward Pendleton. What's his name? I can't remember the guy who created Adventure Time. Um, did he get the idea for Princess Bubblegum from this episode? <laughs> uh, Princess Bubblegum. I, great character. I love Princess Bubblegum. Um, um, there's a lot of references to like the color of her, like. Um, the color of her dress, like there was like a Pepto-Bismol joke about it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, so that's, you've got a lot of stories in the air. You've got Rachel at the wedding. You've got Joey trying to kiss guys. You've got Chandler uh, uh, flirting with someone yeah. on the internet. And then you've got what becomes kind of uh, kind of the main story by the end mm-hmm. is uh, Monica, the, the fact of the wedding has got Monica thinking about her future with Richard mm-hmm. and she broaches the subject and it seems like he also is like in it for the long haul but then the sub the subject of kids comes up. Mm-hmm. And as soon as this happened I was like, oh fuck, I'm going to win this. Yep, yep. <laughs> as soon as you said it last week I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't, I, I thought it was kind of a swing but it like, like as soon as he said, like we said the, the, we got to the part about the kids. I was trying to like, in my head, I was like trying to do the math. Like, is there any way we get through this episode without them breaking up? And I was like, no, no I've watched enough TV to know that. Yeah. No, yeah. there's no way that's the writing is on the wall from that moment. So, um, Richard doesn't want, uh, kids. Um, Phoebe's, uh, helping Chandler chat. Also, I noticed, uh, get ready to be bored. I'm going to look to see you like your eyes glaze over here. But, uh, Joey and Chandler had hanging from a hook in their kitchen, a Detroit Red Wings sweater. Um, and it's been established on the show <laughs> that Chandler is a New York Rangers fan. And also we know that Joey is from New York. I don't know that we know that Chandler, I can't remember if we know where Chandler grew up. Uh, um, I don't remember, but, uh, probably Connecticut. Right, he had like a rich novelist mom, you um, know. Yeah, um, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, so I'm trying to figure out why would they have a Detroit Red Wings sweater? Listeners, if you have any insight as to why there'd be a Detroit Red Wings sweater uh, hanging from a, a rack in the kitchen, also who hangs a sweater in the kitchen? At first, I thought it was an apron. I was like, that's weird, a Detroit Red Wings apron. There's also a hockey mask on top of the fridge. Yeah. Yeah, uh, right above the sweater. Yeah. Almost like it's a person. I like guess yeah. the Babadook hanging there. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, that's not the point of the scene. The point of this scene is that we find out, because Phoebe's like, how do you know, you know, this is pre-catfish, but she's like, how do you know the person you're talking to is the the person you're talking that you think it yeah. is? Okay. And she comes up with, like, a, some questions about birth control to try and find out if it's a, actually a man or not. So this is like, they found an, another avenue to... Squeeze some gay panic, gay panic in there. But it uh, could be a man. It could be like a big man. Yeah, she kept it could saying. be a big man. Yeah, yeah. Um, big giant guy is what she said. <laughs> could be a guy, a big giant guy. Uh, but through that, he finds out that no, she's it, it is a woman, but she's married, and this is a problem for Chandler because he's got feelings for this woman, and uh, he doesn't want to be a homewrecker. Right. You know. Uh, meanwhile. Here's the. This is the weirdest. 
you know, we've well, okay. We've had a listener or two talk about how like the DVDs have the, like producers cuts that are longer. I have to wonder if the wedding planner was a bigger role right. because it's Mindy Sterling. Yes, it's a recognizable yes. actress, and she's just like comes out into like the cocktail area and is like, okay, everybody places yeah. or whatever. And that's it. Yeah, I feel it's like, like there should have been more of that. Yeah, they're they're probably they must have done more with her and had to cut it. I'm guessing because yeah. uh, why you like Mindy Sterling? I mean, yeah, she's great. Um, uh, but she called the so Mindy Sterling calls everybody and all the bridesmaids and and we learn at that moment that Rachel has accidentally tucked the back of her dress into her underwear yeah. and her her underwear clad butt is hanging out the bottom of the yeah. the, the dress and she walks. Down the aisle. Down the aisle that way. Uh, Which is, like, even more humiliating for her because she'll learn that Barry and Mindy told everyone that she was insane, right? That she had, well, specifically she had lost her mind because she had syphilis. She had syphilis. Yeah. Yeah, and lost her mind. So, again, let's uh, trivialize mental health issues. Yeah, yeah. Uh... But speaking of B- Mer- Barry and Mindy, as you said, we meet... Uh, Mindy 2.0? Yeah, it, it's not Jennifer Grey. No. It is Jenna Marie Hupp, um, who every time anyone shows up on Friends, I like to see, were they on Seinfeld? And yes, she was on Seinfeld. Oh. She's the um, Orthodox woman that uh, George considers converting for. Oh, <laughs> she, had a, she had a Monica Lewinsky vibe. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Um, But Barry and Mindy, it should be noted, have, like, terrible taste, which is why the dresses were absurd. Their outfits, he had, like, a top hat. She had, like, a a fascinator and just, like, an absurd taffeta tool dress. Yeah. Um, So I think that's part of the joke is, like, just poor taste. Like, wealthy, wealthy people with poor taste. Yes. Didn't you you wear a fascinator at our... Uh, I did, yeah. yeah, but it a was tasteful a, one, a cute one. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Handmade by one of my closest, made by our friend. friend. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, what was I? Where, where was I here? Um, I was going to say something about it being not Jennifer Grey anymore, but I can't think of. Um, she was on was. Seinfeld. Uh, she was the. Oh yeah. <laughs> Never mind. I was going to quote uh, uh, Frank Costanza about the. Is it? Are they, is she Greek Orthodox? You yeah, know? yeah, and he's like, "That's not one of the. Is that one of those groups that goes around mutilating squirrels?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, all right, so Phoebe still. Meanwhile, Phoebe's uh, still trying to help uh, uh, Chandler. So yeah, Monica is invited to the wedding. Yeah, I'm not so sure why. I figured that she also knew Mindy growing up, but clearly they'd grown apart because yeah. she wasn't invited to Rachel's wedding. Yeah. So I wonder why, I mean, I guess you could, obviously this is just speculation because it's not in, in the text or whatever, but uh, you could speculate that Rachel might have said, like, if I'm going to attend your wedding like you want me to, I need uh, support. Support system. Yeah. Not yeah. just my plus one. Yeah, yeah. Her plus one is, is, she, is Ross. But she has also, a plus three. Yeah, exactly, because Monica and Richard get to go. Uh, meanwhile, Phoebe still... Um, uh, trying to help Chandler, uh, Monica and Richard are being uh, cute, throwing food in each other's mouths. There's a great <laughs> bit where she uh, uh, hits someone in the back of the head with what? What? What were they throwing? They were Jordan almonds. Jordan almonds. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, 
then there's a best man speech that like <laughs> actually kind of made me laugh. Like the premise of the best oh, man yes, speech yes. was that the best man started talking about Rachel and then was like, what you hired the same band. I can't give the same speech. Yeah. That was a pretty good joke. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I wonder within if the show, that's a good joke. He also but. had like the credit with the band, you yeah. know, so he got the band. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, but then Ross stands up and he makes a speech, which just, is a very dumb thing to do. Very dumb, yeah. And, and also, I mean, I was going to save this for running, th- running j- motifs or whatever, but your thing of sitcom characters making every situation about themselves, like yes. Ross, who yes, doesn't even know, yeah. like doesn't even know these people really. Yeah. Is standing up and talking about yeah. his You're a girlfriend. plus one dude. Like sit <laughs> yeah. down, yeah. sit all the way down and don't even sit at that table. Well, I think he has to sit at the dais at the because, head table. because he's the plus one of a bridesmaid. I see. But actually, I don't know if that's true because I'm trying to think of like weddings I've been to because you and I didn't have like a big wedding party. Yeah. But I feel like the groomsmen and the bridesmaids sit up front, but not also not, their plus not ones. Not their plus Do ones. They? No, I because guess it's different. I've had to like sit out at like your like siblings, you know, like I feel like. Yeah, that's right. We're separated. Yeah, we get separated sad it's terrible should being, never be separate being apart from you no. um uh, so th- despite being cute and flirtatious uh monica and richard do break up well you know he says like i'm in this for the long run i love you if this is something that you want i can if it's something i need to do i'll do it and yeah. the fact that he keeps saying if it's something i need to do she's like i want to have babies but I need it to be with someone who also yeah. wants it just as much as I do. And that's a valid point. Yeah. And it was very, I got sad. Like, I think it's always sad when a couple knows they have to break up, but don't want to. Yeah. I'm just, it is, but like, how often does that happen in real life? I feel like that's something that happens in movies I think it TV happens shows. when people move, you right. know, that's true. I think yeah. it happens when, yeah, I think it does happen in real life. And it is sad. Yeah. Yeah. But I also feel like Richard, was he sabotaging by saying, if I have to? Like, I feel like... He was like... He should have the emotional intelligence to know not to phrase it that way. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But, I don't know. I guess what I'm saying is it didn't make... It didn't affect me emotionally the same way it did you, because it felt kind of manufactured to me. But... Yeah, I guess I fall for that. Yeah, every, everything works differently for different people. Everybody's got their own like buttons and strings. Um, but then, uh, okay, I, this is all. Everything I've said up to this point has been treading water while we wait to get to the greatest thing that happened in the entire episode, uh, which is Chandler gets to meet the woman he's been chatting with in person. Yeah. Did you know? Now I f- figured it out the second before because it was like they're supposed to meet at the perk. And every time, like like Tony Soprano in the Sopranos finale, every time yeah, the, door the door opens, opens. Uh, Chandler's yeah. like l- looking up. And then when the actual woman walks in, they're not showing her face yeah. for an extended period of time. And yeah. I started to go like, why would they not be showing it? And I went like, Janice. And then it was Janice. Yeah. Like I, I figured it out just a split second Well, because before. Chandler says... Oh my <laughs> that's right. yeah. God. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's probably, I'm sure that's what set me off. Um, yeah. And, uh, not only is it Janice, you and I love Janice. We love okay. Maggie Wheeler. Yeah. It's the best. Um, Chandler 
darts across the room, grabs her you know, his her face in both his hands, and and makes out with her like like Joey wanted to make out with him. But it's a real theme in the episode because we saw that with Ross and Rachel. So it's like a declarative romantic, like storm over and kiss someone passionately. Yeah, yeah, um, that's a motif. I yeah, I I loved it. I'm so happy. I want. I know this isn't going to happen. I want Janice to be a series regular in season three. Um, such a huge Janice fan. Yeah, me too. Um, and then we get a uh, a tag at the end where Ross like is like, "Fine, I'll I'll do this. I'll I'll kiss Joey to be a good friend." And then Joey tells him like, "Okay, that was a good kiss, but the audition was this morning and I didn't get it." But thank you for being a good friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I know I should save this for make it fashion, but uh, uh, Ross is. Uh, like cream pinstriped suit was nice, but it's like it's a cream pinstripe suit, which suggests formality or a certain level of formality, but texturally it was like rough and thick, which is kind of like casual. Hmm. It was like a playing, playing with your expectations of a suit in a way that I really liked. I should have saved that for make it fashion, yeah. but I wrote it here. So in the gun. Because yeah. you forgot to discuss um, the part where Rachel at the wedding to like further humiliate herself, like gets up with the band yeah. and starts singing Copacabana. Yeah, she Copacabana, that's right. Yeah. Um, but then it's fun because why did everyone, she sing Copacabana? Maybe that's why I didn't. She was saying like her underwear showing. It like brought her. She had a flashback to when she was a child and saying Copacabana. Wow, I completely missed that in front of like I missed all the details of it, but like she had a humiliating yeah. moment, like in elementary school where she yeah. sang Copacabana terribly. So sh- this was her kind of like, this is, I think the problem down. that has plagued both of us in doing this show is that like, we're both taking notes while we're watching. So occasionally we're, so I think we I missed, yeah. I missed that childhood, the details of that childhood story. Cause I was like making note of something else, yeah. probably looking up Jana Marie Hupp. Right. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, so, yeah, well, I'm glad you uh, you were there to explain it. But everyone ever- else, everyone else sings along. Um, and yeah. it's kind of like a fun moment. Like, oh, every, we're all crazy. You know, yeah. like yeah. Um, there was that um, that little joke about Chandler saying, like, I don't know what the setup was. I was probably writing notes, but he was like, I'm not going to like make jokes anymore. Like, I'm going to be non quippy, non. Yeah. Um, and then everyone was like afraid of it like he was trying to sit down without like making a snide comment or cynical joke and everyone was afraid of it and i like that um this is something i know we're not there's not a how i met your mother this week but i like what the show did what friends did with richard which is something that how i met your mother occasionally does and will do which is that by this episode richard is essentially part of the gang Mm -hmm. like he's He's in that scene, even though he doesn't like story-wise, he doesn't need to be, you mm-hmm. know, because the, the whole discussion on marriage doesn't come up to a later scene. Yeah. So he's in that scene because he's kind of part of the group. And he also like has that reaction to serious Chandler. Like he knows Chandler well enough that he's, yeah. I like, I like that sort of, that sort of touch and how many mother has yeah. done that with like Victoria hanging around and, yeah. and, and there'll be more, uh, uh girlfriends and, and stuff who are like. Yeah, he's definitely part of the gang so yeah. much that like Joey wants to kiss him too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, we, I should say Matt LeBlanc was very good in this episode. Yeah. Uh, any other stray observations? Uh, nope. 
let's move on to uh uh funniest moments i'll start with before we see rachel in the bridesmaid's dress uh ross is telling everyone tell her she looks good tell her she looks good (laughs) and she comes out and phoebe has this over the top reaction like trying not to laugh but saying oh my god yeah you look so good like clearly that's not what she means yeah (laughs) that was very funny um you already mentioned it but um when rachel walks into the boys apartment she's wearing the full regalia (laughs) and the hat and chandler says i'm sorry we don't have your sheet yeah i'm sorry i blew that one for you um uh, the other one I have is uh, when Phoebe's helping Chandler and she asks what HH means, which I was like, ooh, because like, yeah, I think I feel like HH in Internet code means Heil Hitler. It's like a <gasps> white supremacist thing. Oh, but um, uh, in this me in this world, pre that before the Internet had become just all white supremacists. Yeah. Um, uh, Chandler says, oh, it means we're holding hands. And Phoebe says, are you the cutest? And Chandler goes, you know, I just might be. I think I just might be. <laughs> yeah, I had that down also. Um, I also really liked um, Richard, like, apologizing to the woman. Again, I'm sorry. Yeah. So, like, we're to expect that they've been doing that for quite some time. And this woman is just, like, in the line of fire. Yeah. And she like um, like rubs the back of her head like she's got a welt going several yeah. times. <laughs> uh, any more funniest moments? Um, I had um, when Phoebe offers to kiss him. She says, "I've kissed him before. I could do it yeah. again." I yeah. thought it was cute. Um, that's it. Well, let's move on to friends, but make it fashion. I'll start with. Uh, I was so weirded out by Chandler coming into the in the the first scene in the in the ladies' apartment when he's been up all night chatting with uh, this, his online GF or whatever, and he comes in, and I guess the idea is that he's supposed to be, like, rumpled because he's, like, been up all night and he's wearing the same clothes, but it was so weird that his, like, collar was popped. Yeah, yeah. It looked it looked awful, I thought. I didn't notice. I thought, like, he didn't look, like, disheveled or, like, dirty. You, or... you didn't notice that his collar was popped? I didn't, no. Weird. Um, Phoebe had a curious like polka dot skirt futuristic dress when she was in that same scene like the top was like a okay yeah like a judy jetson yeah corset type and then like it shot out to have like multicolor polka dots it's a strange choice and then obviously the pink taffeta dress that rachel's wearing and the hat um i didn't write this down but in that in that same scene with Chandler's popped collar and 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 Phoebe's Jetson corset. Um, what did you think of Monica's outfit? She's got like a white like like very a tiny little like white like polo or, or type shirt, but then she's got it. She's pairing it with these like blue like um, periwinkle pants with like again pinstripes. They had like almost like pink. This pinstripes. is Monica's Monica's outfit in that in that first. I didn't the first scene at the at, at their apartment. I didn't notice it. Um, I, yeah, I don't know if I, I didn't know, I, I clearly didn't like it enough to write it down, but I liked it enough that it stuck with me. Oh, I forgot to mention, during that, during the scene when Rachel walks out in that awful dress, I think Monica says something funny, but then like, climbs under Richard's legs, <laughs> like sheepishly, oh. and I thought that was really funny. Um, like a funny bit of physical comedy. Yeah, no, she says something about... Oh, leaving, but running leaving, away from Barry the yeah, first time or yeah. something. She, she makes some joke. Um, oh yeah. 
because she says she's going because she promised Min- Mindy she'd be yeah. there, and Monica says, "Well, you yeah. promised Barry you'd marry him." Yeah, <laughs> and then she and then crawls she under knew that it was legs. bad, yeah. so she crawls under. Yeah, yeah, cute. Um, any other uh, fashion moments? Nope. Uh, all right, running jokes, motifs, foreshadowing. Normally, I throw to you, but I want to point out a couple that I mentioned mm-hmm. uh, or that I noticed. Phoebe and Joey as a pair. I don't know. I know this show has eight more years to go, so maybe they will like pair them up romantically at some point. You know, I know that's a sitcom thing that's going to happen on How I Met Your Mother. There's going to be pairings that uh, uh, that they just try. So, but uh, I love Phoebe and Joey together, and yeah. I, I liked uh, I liked that. It's only um, the second season, and they've already kissed twice. Yeah. Uh, other things we've already mentioned. Chandler's little laptop shows up again. Yep. There's plenty of gay panic, and there's yeah. plenty of the friends, like, uh, sociopathically just taking over public spaces. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Making everything about them, taking over public spaces, um, mental health issues being trivialized. Yeah. And um, this won't be the first time the wrong... Or the last. Or the last time that the uh, a wrong name is said at a wedding. Okay. There'll be some more wedding speeches. Um, yeah. Well, should we quick take a quick break? Yeah. All right. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. Grab your copy of the Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. We're back. Welcome back. And uh, we're going to talk, before we get to um, Mystery Diners, we're going to do our yeah. segment. So yes. um, uh, let's start with my favorite segment to introduce. It's called, How Were We Doing? Uh-huh. And this is where we look at what was going on in the world on the day, the day that this episode aired. Not the days that these episodes aired, because we're just doing the one. Uh, so Thursday, May 16th, 1996. Um... It was Teacher's Day in Malaysia, um, for what that's worth. But uh, also, Sammy Sosa is the first Chicago Cubs player to hit two home runs in one inning. So this is 1996. This is two years before the Sammy Sosa-Mark McGuire home run like uh, uh, race to, to, to break... Uh, oh, fuck. Uh... uh I, f- I keep wanting to say Roger Daltrey, who's from The Who. Yeah. Um, Maris? Roger Maris? You're you don't know. the wrong person. The home run record. This was 1998. But I feel like, are you so not a sporto that you don't even remember the 1998, like, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa thing? Nope. No clue. Uh, okay. It was it was a huge deal. It, it, like, uh, uh, people were paid. And it was the, the fact that we knew, like, there are two sluggers. This is the mid... This is, we're right in the middle of what would come to be known as the steroid era because everyone was doing steroids at the time. Uh, and so you've got like these two sluggers who happen to play for team, the Cardinals and the Cubs, two teams who are like one of the greatest rivalries, if you ask some, the greatest rivalry in Major League Baseball. Uh, 
the entire nation's eyes were on. Except mine. Except yours. Yeah. But th- that was two years later. I just, uh, I don't know if we'll be able to cover that in two years because most of that happened during the summer. Uh, and so I wanted to bring, uh, bring that up. Uh, and then let's talk about top five songs in the country on that day. Nothing new this time. Okay. Uh, number five, Tony Rich Project, Nobody Knows, which I'll say, uh, I actually listened to yesterday. It's a good Nobody song. Nobody knows it but me. Yeah, right? it's yeah. a good song. Yeah. I like it. Uh, number four, Alanis Morissette's Ironic. We've already talked about it. Number three, Celine Dion, Because You Loved Me. I listened to that yesterday, too. Great song. Um, it really is. Uh, and number two, Mariah Carey's Always Be My Baby, uh, which is... Yeah. Right? Yeah. And at number one, Bone Thugs and Harmony, The Crossroads. Bum, 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 bum. Did you listen to that? No, I didn't get okay. to, I, uh, I haven't gotten that far right, yet. You should. Uh, yeah. Do I'll, yourself I'll, a favor. I'll, I'll listen. I mean, that one I, I do know. I remember yeah. it. Yeah. But not. Maybe watch the music video as well. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. It adds to the experience. All right. And then let's move on to our final segment, which I, I don't know what to do here because it's not fair. Um, Our final segment is called Challenge Accepted. You won, but I think we both want to get to a place where we are both donating $250 (laughs) because we don't want the other to bear. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I also didn't settle on a charity yet. Okay. I have Uh, one, but I mean, we can discuss it at the top of next week. Of next week's show? Yeah. I like... Because Do you want to give me like a tie-breaking question? I would like to if I can think of one. Because yeah, the, the idea was I said... I said Barry and Baby might be tying the knot. You were oh, wrong about that. I was wrong. You were wrong. That's why we tie. That's why we tie. Because you were wrong. I about was wrong baby. about Baby being in the in the episode. Someone put Baby in the corner. Yeah. Um, if you're new to the show, we have a bet where we make predictions. Whoever uh, uh, gets the most predictions right over the course of a season of the shows we're watching, the loser has to donate five hundred dollars to a charity of the winner's choice. In season one, we tied. And in season two, it seems like we've miraculously tied. I wonder if that's going to keep happening. Are we going to keep tying? But ultimately, Um, we're going to pick some awesome charities. Yeah, the point is we get to donate to more charities now. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I hadn't entirely picked one out. I I, I had one in mind. um, But I, like... Went to their. I went. I googled them and like. I, I don't know if they went out of business or whatever, uh, but it was the um, uh, Juan Carlos Cantoni Foundation, which uh, is a nonprofit supporting transitional age youth with education, professional, and mental health support. Uh, that's I, awesome. That sounded awesome, but then I can't like find them anymore. So I had like bookmarked them okay. like a long time ago. Well, I don't know if they still exist or whatever. But uh, right now, my. Uh, suggestion for your $250 will be the Juan Carlos Cantoni Foundation if I can find a way for you to donate to them. Okay. Um, so I chose one for you to donate to and it's, I know reproductive justice is important to both of us. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's being, reproductive justice is being challenged all over the country as yeah. we know, but Currently, Texas has the most restrictive legislation. So okay. there's an awesome organization called the Frontera Fund. I don't know if Frontera. you've heard of it. No. Um, it's located in um, right at the uh, Rio Grande Valley. So right at the by the border. Southern. Yeah. Frontera yeah. means border. So they um, provide financial and practical support, regardless of financial, immigration status, gender identity, um, to people trying to 
seek abortion. So yeah. provides them transportation and then it links them up to a clinic, pays the clinic in advance and makes arrangements for them to safely get there. Um, so yeah, fronterafund.org. Okay. Um, uh, so that's that. That's where we're, we're we're donating. So yeah, I said Barry. Uh, I didn't never even finish my prediction. Barry and Baby might be tying the knot, but Monica and Richard are Splitsville. I was so close to getting it right. I mean, they had to go ahead and they had to recast. You, you did get it right, uh, we'll Mindy. Just... No, I didn't because I said it was going to be okay. Baby, and it wasn't. Yeah, ah, bummer. I was so close. You're so close. God. And yet, um, so far. Well, now that uh, well, I guess you know what we do have to make predictions for. The premieres of season three. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Okay. Can you vamp for a second? Sure. Uh, let's see. Uh, reusable flower bags. Reserve Merlot Sonoma Valley. Vanilla overnight oats. Okay. Spinach tortellini. Season three, episode one, is called The One with the Princess Leia Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to assume that of the male, straight male friends, all the men on, on Friends are straight, uh, or at least all the, the three, all three of the main ones, I'm going to say Chandler is the one most likely to have a Princess Leia fantasy. And since Janice uh, is back. I'm going to say, because they're like an on again, off again couple. I'm going to say, because season three will like, it will have taken place. It'll be a summer later, you know? Uh So I'm going to say the story is that like Chandler and Janice had a, the most romantic summer of their lives, but then she broke up with him when he asked her to dress up as princess Leia. I'm assuming it means Princess Leia at the beginning of Return of the Jedi with the gold, like the gold, gold bikini. bikini. Yeah. yeah, I'm assuming that's what it means. So I'm going to say, uh, despite having uh, El Mejor Verano, oh, my, my notes app doesn't want to do Spanish. Um, Verano Romantico. Uh, Janice suddenly dumps Chandy <laughs> again when he propositions asks her to play. don the gold bikini. All right? Okay. That's my prediction. Okay. Okay. So season three, episode one of How I Met Your Mother, Natalie is called wait for it <laughs> that's what it's called it's called wait for oh, it oh gosh that could be anything <laughs> i know that yeah well, that's always the thing like the friends episodes are always like here's a clue yeah and how many other episodes are, yeah. are, are not so since we ended yeah you know right with a it'll be legend wait for it wait for so that it was, wait for it were the last words of season two yeah so would we pick back up in the same place at the wedding or would we, does time elapse? I forget. I don't know. That's, that's up to the writers. I'm not going to tell you. I mean, but going from season one to season two, did time elapse between? I don't remember off the top of my head, but I'll say season one didn't end mid sentence. (laughs) Right. 
Okay. Oh yeah, it didn't season two. I think it did very briefly pick up right where it left off on the stairs outside um, the apartment because Marshall and Lily had broken up. So it briefly picked up immediately right after, but then it covered the entire summer in like a montage, and okay. then it was like okay. the fall again. But that doesn't mean they're going to do the same thing every. So yeah, every time. yeah, yeah. But this time, I mean, it's probably going to. See, the episode's probably going to start with Barney saying dairy, right? Dairy, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if that's enough of a prediction. Yes. He'll be saying dairy. Um, but will it be a joke about dairy? <laughs> <laughs> I would like that if they were, like, in a kitchen and he had, like, milk. Yeah. Okay, so wait, you're actually predicting no, it? Okay. Prediction. But okay. that would be funny. Um... So, yeah, we're going to pick back up at the wedding um, of Marshall and Lily. Oh, I was going to say earlier, speaking of, uh, we don't do similarities. We can't do similarities and differences this week because there was no high men your mother, but uh, grooms wearing hats. You know? Yes. Barry had yes, a dumb hat. Just the right. way Marshall you're had right. a dumb hat. Um, okay. Are we going to see Marshall and Lily in Scotland? <laughs> I don't know. Is that your prediction? Yeah. Okay. We'll get a little sample. Like, meanwhile, in Scotland. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, there's going to be a reference to Nessie. Okay. We drop in on the, the newlyweds. On their honeymoon. Right. As they... Tour embark the Highlands, right? Yeah. <laughs> What's another Scottish thing? Yeah, that's um, um, yeah. I'm trying to think of other Scottish things besides too. like Brigadoon, yeah. bagpipes, yeah, train my, spotting. My ex boyfriend. <laughs> Your ex boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as they tour the Highlands, um, well, okay, I'm gonna say, uh. Visiting magical disappearing hamlets, playing the bagpipes, doing heroin, (laughs) (laughs) and looking for Nessie. Nessie. Uh, But really, the prediction is just that we see them in Scotland. (laughs) We don't have to see them doing all these things. Yeah. uh, yeah, do you remember uh, uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral when there's the uh, no. uh, Annie McDowell's wedding is in Scotland and Simon Cowell says, it's bloody Brigadoon. No, I don't. Oh, because you've only seen that movie once and I've seen it probably three dozen yeah. times. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Uh, all right. So. Let's quickly talk about this episode of Mystery Diners, right? Yeah. So this was, we had season season five, episode nine, Mascot Mayhem. It's an, an episode, old favorite. It's, yeah, an episode that you and I, like, reference to one another all of the time. Yeah. Especially with the yum, 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 yum. Yeah. Yum. There's a, so it's, the there's premise a, is that there's a, a real place that is still in business called Zippy's Giant Burgers in Seattle. Why didn't we go? I literally have, why didn't we go? Why didn't we go? I wish we'd gone to I Zippy's Giant Burgers. I would have loved Burgers. to go. It's not my scene, yeah. but, like, it would have been funny. No, I don't, th- like, looking at what I could find online, I don't think they actually have, they don't have a, a mascot. guy. They have, I mean... 
they have a cartoon mascot named Zippy or whatever who's in the. But I don't think they have a guy dressed up as Zippy with a paper mache. Terrible! Ma- it's horrifying. S- this costume is the stuff of nightmares. Yeah, it's it's atrocious. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, scary. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the premise is that this burger place that has this sort of like throwback vibe, but even the owner is like, sometimes it's a 50s throwback, sometimes it's a 70s throwback. Yeah. It really does. It looks like a diner, but then also the iconography is kind of like flower child type of stuff at the same time. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's confused. It's but, very confused. Um, but it, the premise is that they have, the premise of this episode is that they have a guy who like I don't know on weekends or busy days like Zip, walks around Zippy the Yum Yum Burger Boy. Yeah, you can't forget Zippy the Yum Yum Burger Boy because they almost always refer to him as Zippy the Yum Yum Burger Boy, or occasionally from Charles's mouth, Zippy Yum Yum Burger Boy. <laughs> he leaves out the the. Yeah, <laughs> the show is so bad he can't even get says, his own. I'm gonna give away what I put as my funniest moment, but in always among the funniest things is the scene at the beginning where Charles tries to listen to the premise and he says something. I I don't know if I got it down exactly, but he says having a zippy yum yum burger boy mascot. That's a fun idea and good for your company. Yeah. And then he later says when he's watching zippy, like do his shtick, he said, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Without laughing, just like that's pretty funny with like a fake, Smile pasted yeah. on his face. Yeah. Um, so the reason for the mystery diners to step in is because customers are complaining that Zippy has been boy. more uh, mouthy. Yeah. And yeah. is having like mood swings. So there's like a Jekyll and Hyde situation. Sometimes and, he's great. And one person even said he smelled like alcohol. No. Yeah. He smells like booze. Oh my God. Um, so Zippy is. Um, and also, like, looks like a different person in the costume. <laughs> yeah, it's very clearly. <laughs> Charles is like, is it just me? Or does, so what does we learn is get a little heavier? Aaron, he's having he, mood Aaron swings. Aaron is the guy who plays yeah. Zippy the Young And he's, he was, like, a great Zippy, like, captivating, charismatic. Everyone yeah, loved he's got, him. He's got jokes. But he's having mood swings because his mother is in the hospital, and yeah. he's taking care of his mother. So he keeps having to step out, use the phone on company time. Can you imagine? Goes out by the car in the Zippy costume. Yeah. Absurd. And then he's actually calling his roommate, whose name is Dopey Dan, who the owner somehow knows of their employee's roommate and knows his characteristics. Yeah. And calls it like the fact that they repeatedly call him Dopey, Dopey Dan, Dan, like that's his name. Yeah. Make this feel, it made it feel like an episode of like Scooby Doo or something. Yes. Yes. You know? 100%. With the mask, Dopey Dan. <laughs> yeah. It's Dopey Dan. Yeah. It is an episode of Scooby Doo. Yeah. So Dopey Dan is stepping in the last minute to help his friend out. But Dopey Dan, he's dopey and like drinks booze during the day. Yeah. And is a bat. He's also like, this is also like fat shaming, but he's like, he fills out the costume because he's heavier than Aaron. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he's also poor and broke and a loser. So he's like, actually like I'm starving. Give me a burger. Yeah. He's starting fights with customers. He's like hitting on women. Yeah. He's, he's bad. He's bad. Um, this thing about sometimes I forget cause I worked these kind of like retail and, and jobs like this. And now that I, I have like a, a job in an, an office, you know, I forget how, and this, we've talked about this shows like politics about like the worker class, you know, and the, the, the part-time employee hourly wage type classes, like, so like just openly disdainful. Yeah. And like, I forget that there was like a time, it would be absurd for my employer to tell me that I can't check my phone. 
like I do my work all day at my desk, and yeah. I also like look at my phone. If I think of something I, like I need to text, I te- I I have my phone. The ad, like the lower you are on the pay scale in this country in this society, yeah. the more you are treated yeah. as suspect yeah. as it like you yeah. are a criminal until yes. proven otherwise yes. and like everything you do is like right. your it's time theft or whatever like yeah it just let people be themselves at their job we're people not do a good job and look a at their phone wage and yeah. we're going to torture you and yeah. make your life miserable let people look at their phones yeah pay people more if i'm at fucking zippy's giant burgers and i see an employee check their phone i that's that's just a person being a person. Yeah. That's what we do now. Yeah. Anyway, I got mad about that. I agree. Um, I did like that this episode, there was no like bring in a, a sexy <laughs> mystery diner to like entrap. Yeah, there someone. was no honey trap. Yeah. There yeah. was no honey trap in this episode. I mean the mystery, the female mystery diner was like, of course she's like a beautiful woman, but Nadine. she's not like forced to wear something like, yeah. Uh, yeah, Charlie's and say, go, go to Zippy and flirt with go him. Go flirt with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, other things I want to mention. I think you, you covered like what happens in the episode. So I just want to mention other things. I like that you picked a mid because you picked this episode and you picked like in the middle of the run season five because it has the classic opening. Yeah. Because when we like, watched last night is like had the newer, not last, last night, week. last week uh-huh. had like the newer uh, opening. But this one has the guy starting with tonight, tonight, which is another thing you and I still say to each other tonight. Yeah. And then he uh, uh, describes what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> there's a line that is in every episode of this era where there's a diagram showing where all the camera placements are. Yeah. And then it always ends with and there's a camera in the parking lot to track any action that happens outside. Yeah. He always says it the exact same way every single episode. So you and I will often say, let's go outside. outside. Like we can't say yeah. outside without saying outside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're a delight to know. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, also I love the, this is an early version of something that would be, that, that it's going to become even more ridiculous on mystery diners is the like, uh, well, normally we wouldn't be able to hear this conversation, but luckily we have this new technology. It's not too new technology. It's a parabolic microphone, you know, yeah. he has one, but eventually like we're going to get to a point in mystery diners where they literally invent technologies the that tech, don't exist. The tech will get extreme. Yeah. yeah. But there's an episode where they're like catching text messages out of the air or yeah. whatever, which is not something yeah. that you can do. There will be drones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we've already tagged, seen, uh, have we already talked about like the glasses that are, um, have we had cameras? Camera glasses? Yeah, I'm not sure if we've had any, but yeah, that's we see a lot of those. So the yeah, parallel, this is yeah. Um, this is the case of the old switcheroo, and I think you know Charles Styles, just the way he talks, like you're letting Dopey Dan run roughshod over your restaurant, like just <laughs> what he says is just the stuff of yeah, yeah. Th- there's a part. <laughs> I don't know if this is Charles being stupid or assuming the audience is stupid, but there's a part where in order to find out if it's Aaron or Dopey Dan under the mask, they're like, give him a burger. So he'll go in the back and give him a burger. And then Charles says he's going to have to take wait in order to eat that burger. He's going to have to take that mask off. It's like, he's going to have to, yeah, we get it. Yeah. (laughs) You didn't need to. Yeah. We understand. Um, uh, and then the owner goes to like get, you know, 
Aaron and Dopey Dan and called them on the carpet. And you just see like Charles looking at the camera at the at the screens and shaking his head. And yeah, he's just. But I also, believe. I mean, it's illegal to grab someone by the collar around. and shove him around. Like you can't assault Dan. your yeah. employee. Yeah. Uh, and then this. Gets Did I to, say insult? I meant assault. I thought you said assault. Okay. But uh, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and then we get to the confrontation at the end, which is very funny. It's always funny on this show. The show is hilarious. Yes. But this one is particularly funny because people keep yelling the phrase Zippy the Yum Yum Burger Boy. Yeah. <laughs> and then Charles is like, there's two Zippy the Yum Yum Burger Boys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, so we find out that, like, he, Aaron doesn't get fired because, of course, the owner this is the politics of the show. The owner is the magnanimous person who will do the right thing. We should always trust the people who are in control of the capital and, and, uh, uh, are managing people. Uh, they're not paying well and probably aren't paying benefits to, right. um, we should trust them to do the right thing. Uh, so he doesn't fire him. And then Aaron is, uh, uh, uh appropriately, um, uh, contrite, you know, that this is the lesson of the show is that, uh, Aaron's Aaron's biggest uh, mistake here was doubting the uh, uh, the values of his boss. Right. Uh, so fuck that. Um, anything else? I have a couple other things I want to. I why only? Yeah, the only other thing I wanted to mention is uh, uh, which I already did um, m- mention the idea of. Dopey Dan and, and that being his name and it being a Scooby-Doo, but it's another fun thing that, that, uh, not Charles, but the owner of the restaurant says, it's your stupid roommate, Dopey Dan. Yeah. <laughs> and then you said, it's Dan, which was a reference to Seinfeld, which I got immediately. Yeah. yeah I said that just to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, we did it. Shorter episode because we're short on time, but I think we covered everything. Yeah, I think so. And next week we'll be back to our normal format of yeah. Friends and How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. So um, you can find episodes of this podcast at uh, battleshipretention.com or wherever you have found it already. Um, there's also plenty of movie reviews and stuff at battleshipretention.com and my other podcast, Battleship Retention, in which I talk about movies. Uh, it can be found there. You can email me. Uh, or sorry, you can follow me on Twitter at Davey Pretension. You can email us at the one where I met your mother at gmail dot com. Um, uh, people have done that now. I, I, I like getting uh, these these emails. Uh, that's where you can find us. Where you can find me, Natalie. Remind the listeners, the listeners, listeners, where listeners where they couldn't. But you should definitely email us because we will read it. It won't fall to deaf ears. Yeah. Right. Yes. Um, if you like this episode. Uh, you should tell your friends, tell your mothers, you should uh, give us five stars, you should subscribe. Look, just rate it. Just rate it, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be five stars. It helps us if you rate, and it helps if you write a review on iTunes. And if you just scroll down and hit five stars, like, that is for the best, right? We'd prefer five stars, but I don't want to, like, say I'm telling people how to vote. If you want to give us any less than five stars, let us know. We could take some criticism. Yeah, but do it because it helps. But do it. it does Rating help. us at all helps. It helps people. And writing reviews on iTunes helps. Find us. Um, yeah. So, yes, uh, until next time, see you at the Copacabana. Bye. <laughs>